everybody. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to bring you on to this episode today. If this is the first time you're joining me, well, thank you for taking the time out to listen to what I have to say. I appreciate you like you don't even understand. I just appreciate you. And I know I probably haven't met you, but I appreciate you. And if you are returning, I want to say welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out to come on back here to listen to what I have to say. Because, you know, some of the things I have to say is maybe a little bit crazy, but it's it's all in good. Fun, edutainment, you name it. That's what I'm about. Um, uh, before I get into the episode, I want to just thank the divine nubian essentials uh, business i swear they got the best hair and skincare products and i can't wait for their pro asian line to come out um the goddess line some of the products are already out but there's a whole line y'all for uh us pro aging hormone skin people of all ages okay i just want to say all ages and it's for everybody i'm not gonna say it's for men women whatever it's for anyone who has skin how about that okay don't matter who you are if you got skin you can use it right i think what she said if you got skin you're in (laughs) anyways and for those of you who are in healthcare professions or in healthcare education degree plans Khan's Education Resource Management is available for you to help you in your tutoring needs uh, to maintain the grade in nursing school, in med school, in NP school, in PA school, whatever school you got at school. That's what we do. All right. So, yeah, I'm having a little fun tonight because um, you know what? If you can't have fun, you can't enjoy yourself, then what the hell are we here for? Right. We're here for a good time because the time we're here for really could be short, could be long. It depends on us and how we do. Right. But anyways, um, I just want to be in good spirits and I make, I, I make it a point to be in good spirits because there's so much negativity going on in the world today and we are hating on each other and, you know, it's just, it just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. But today, this episode, I really want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I know many of you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, nurse educator uh, by profession on my nine to five. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that hurts me is that there, I, I know that we got all this censorship around, right? We We talked about banned books and We remember back in the 80s, well, most of us remember back in the 80s and 90s when they were censoring rap music, remember two live crew and all that, right? And while we have censorship on our music, explicit lyrics and this and that for, right? And then, you know, coming into the recent um, years and how we have comics. We used to go to comic comedy clubs. And I think we talked about this too, but I'm just going to reiterate some of this. So, um, we used to go to comedy clubs and have a, ourselves a good old time, you know, laugh at ourselves, laugh at our stereotypes that are within our communities and our cultures and our ethnicities, right? Now we can't even do that. Everybody's like, so PC. And for you who don't know, PC is politically correct, okay? Whoever established po- the politically correctness of us and what we say. Um, 
And so it's just like policing your your vocabulary, your verbiage that you use when you're relating to certain um, ethnicities or cultural groups and things like that because it's hurtful, right? So there we have it. And I'm not saying that um, some of the things that are said aren't hurtful. It's how you say it and, and in the manner that you're you're talking and the manner that you're saying it. You know, it's all about the tone and the meaning behind it. So when we go to comedy clubs, there's no malice behind anything that somebody's saying. It's all in fun. We want to go out, go have a good time and, and laugh. We can't even do that. Right? So... The reason why I bring that up is because something came across um, my news feed. And as you guys know, I'm working on my doctorate in nursing practice. And my project is talking about transgender health care and, and educating nurses and transgender health care and awareness. And one of the things I came across an article was brought to my attention. Now, I've read tons of articles, I think over 200 articles um, related to healthcare inequity, LGBTQ healthcare, transgender healthcare, you name it from all over the world. I, I, and I continue to read them, right? To make sure my, my, um, my project is relevant, right? And it makes sense. So here's the thing. So one faculty, and I, this was an article that came up and I, I'm not sure if I talked about it. I talked about so much stuff. Um, I probably mentioned it, but just in case you missed it, I'll, I'll just repeat it. There was a, a faculty member at Arizona College of Nursing, oh, excuse me, mm, scratch that, at Arizona State University, ASU, who was uh, reported to the dean and also to the Board of Nursing because in her classroom, she talked about healthcare inequity in the LGBTQIA community and also discussed how to... Um, better educate ourselves and communicate with the community when we are caring for them at the bedside or in the hospitals or wherever we are, right? So the student took it upon themselves to report the faculty member and said that this went against her moral standing and her religious background and she was offended that this was taught in her classroom in her, during her class and she pays good money and this is not what she comes to school to hear and to learn about. So I'm like, what? That that's everything that we do in healthcare. That's everything we do in nursing. The ANA put out a whole report on the importance of cultural competency in nursing and healthcare, and being culturally aware, ethnically aware in our practices. That's what we do in, in taking care of humans, right? And and I don't understand where we have this. I can choose who I take care of and who I don't want to take care of in healthcare and nursing. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's against our moral code and nurse practice act for us to do that. But it seems like everyone is using this whole religious thing as a reason not to take care of people. And I'm sorry, I am a spiritual person. I grew up in the church. I grew up in the Baptist church. I've been to Catholic school, learned about Catholicism all my life. And even though I don't follow a particular doctrine at this point in my life or that I'm not in church serving at a temple or so, anything of that nature. But I know that God doesn't want this. This is not what spirituality is. This is not what religion is. 
And the fact that people are using this as a reason to not take care of human beings is utterly disgusting. And then the fact that laws are being changed in order to allow people to have those choices makes me ill. And it makes me just rethink this whole thing about being here and what everyone says, this is a great nation. Yes, we have freedom, we have democracy, we have freedom of choices and things like that. But when you're choosing not to take care of a human being, uh, choosing because of their lifestyle choices, I don't care who you sleep with, why, who you sleep with should even make a difference to me, okay? I don't care what you look like, why does what you look like make a difference to me? But I do care about what's going on with you health-wise because you're not functioning at your optimum level of health and it's my job, my duty, my responsibility to make sure that I can do everything within my power to help you. Now, making a choice of not doing that, that to me should be unlawful. I'm sorry. Some people may disagree with me and, you know, again, that's your choice. You can disagree with me, but then don't go into the healthcare profession. Don't go into the business of helping people if you truly do not want to help people or you just want to help your people that look like you, people that follow the same doctrine as you, people who then keep yourself in your church, be a pastoral caregiver. How about that? That way you're sure to take care of people that just resemble you. But don't take yourself out into the community and say you want to help people and you want to care for people. And this is what you signed up to do because bullshit. Yes, I call it bullshit because you don't want to help people. That is not helping people. That's you picking and choosing who you see fit in your mind that is worthy of your assistance. And that is utter bullshit. Okay, plain and simple. And the fact that we have to defend ourselves as healthcare practitioners on who we're taking care of does not make sense to me. And why we're taking care of these people does not make sense to me. As an educator, I find this really censorship for me because now you're telling me in my classroom, I cannot teach people how to effectively care for all walks of life in this world. That means taking care of those who are in inner city, taking care of those who are in rural areas, taking care of those who live on reservation, taking care of those who live in healthcare deserts, food care deserts, taking care of those individuals who are in the LGBTQ community, taking care of individuals who are migrant workers. This is just like telling me that I can't teach you how to care for everybody in the communities that you may be working in. I can't teach you about the history of where treatments come from. No, it's not pretty. The the so-called father of gynecology tested all the equipment that he used and we are currently using on his slaves. Okay? But I can't teach you about that. I can't teach you that a lot of the mental health treatments that we now use were used on people who were locked in asylums and they were treated in in lobotomized and all these harsh treatments were done on them to see if they worked that are now used shock treatments. I can't teach you about that. 
because it was done on individuals of color. It was done on those who were made to think they were hysterical, which were mainly women. They were done on individuals who were developmentally challenged. I can't tell you this. I can't teach you about this. I can't teach you about how um, we are here to help everybody. I can't teach you how we are here to, we don't, we're not supposed to judge individual, leave our biases at the door when it comes to uh, somebody's choice in life. When I talk about pro-choice, I can't talk about pro-choice in the classroom. I can't talk about women who are going to have abortions. I can't teach you about the real reason why Planned Parenthood was created to, to um, castrate our women of color and our men. That was the true reason why Planned Parenthood was created, but we flipped the script on Planned Parenthood and made it work for us, helping us keep ourselves in a socioeconomic state where if we did not want to have children, we had that option to safely abort. We just flipped it. Okay, but the true reason it was created, I can't teach you about that, was to to be a genocidal tool for those who live in the ghettos, right? For and who lived in the ghettos back then? Black Americans, absolutely, right? I can't teach you the nature of how the Chinese immigrants came here and what was done to them, the Japanese immigrants that came here. I can't teach you about any of that history because it offends you. Go to hell, okay? Yes, I am on a rant today because this truly pissed me off. So I think I need to share this and get some opinions about this because this is where we're going. We're going backwards. Next thing you know, we're going to bring back the green book on how we're supposed to travel and where we can't travel. As you guys have noticed, NAACP, pardon me, the NAACP has put out a a warning on us of people of color traveling to Florida. Did any of you know that? I'm sure many of you did because I know many of you watch the news. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure somewhere in your podcast history, someone has mentioned uh, traveling advisory to Florida. But guys, let's be honest. Travel advisories never went away for us, anyone of color. All right. We know that is instinctively ingrained in us when we're going to stop for gas where we're going to stop for gas, how long we're going to spend in a place if we don't see people that look like us. Okay? Let's be honest. Because I know I do it. Every day, I go someplace. I'm searching. I'm looking around to see if there's anyone black or brown in the vicinity. And yes, I said brown. Because it doesn't matter. I just look to see if there was anyone outside of the person of non-color that are out here, all right? Because let's be, let's face it, the globalized minority is really taking us back into time. And if they could, I'm sure they put us back into slavery if that was acceptable in this day and time. And I, I, I'm not even particularly 100% sure that it even stopped. Uh, I'm sure there's some indentured servitude that still is happening around that we just don't know about and we just haven't seen. But um, clearly, they want to send us back 
backwards um, into a space where they have the control. Um, and it's taken us this long to get out of that mindset. Like even to the, to this day, I still travel with that green book mindset. And I know some of you have heard in NAACP put out the the travel advisory when traveling to Florida, right? Why do we have to do that? But to be honest, I never got out of that. I've always traveled in that mentality. And it's 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 hard for me to get out of that. Like I make sure that I gas up before I hit small towns, right? And I know this is supposed to be like normal way of traveling and logical way of thinking but for me it's like one of those things like I know that when I get to small towns that I'm gonna try not to stop if I don't have to small gas stations I'm gonna try not to stop if I don't have to so it's that's that's just something that I think is innately within my DNA when we travel so for me I don't think we never ever got rid of the green book. We just don't physically have a green book anymore um, that we use to travel. I know we don't go through certain towns during the dark. Um, We are mindful of traffic and cops when we are traveling into small towns and villages. So yeah, it's never stopped. But I think now we're going back into that mentality where now it's back on the forefront of my our brains and our thinking. I think I, I had a, a podcast out earlier in the seasons talking about how I still fear for my husband when he goes out, for my brother when he goes out, for any male member of my family when they go out because of one infarction that can happen and next thing you know that could end their life and even to this day people are vigilantes right very they're hyper vigilant so even something as simple as a car rage right you can't cut somebody off in traffic without being fearful that they might shoot you because that has happened um in my little town here in little old gilbert that has happened so you know, it's not to say that these things are not ingrained in us. And I'm just, I'm tired of worried about when I walk outside. I mean, I, I really wish there would be a time in my lifetime where I don't have to worry about me, my husband, my children, because I have two daughters, right? We have two daughters. They're of adult ages, of course, but um, and I don't say of course, like you all know that, but they are of adult ages. And so I am, I'm fearful for them, their spouses um, as well. So it's just these things that, you know, guys, we're we're going backwards. And I know everybody's like, well, I'm protecting my own and, you know, looking out for my religion and my children and my, I don't need them to learn about history. You don't want them to learn about history because you're afraid they're going to see your mom, your grandma, your uncles, your aunts in those photos. That is the problem because guys, it's not that long ago. It is not that long ago. That is the reason why these people of the global minority do not want critical race theory taught in the classroom. This is why they don't want us teaching about the history of slavery, the history of Jim Crow, the history of the crimes that were created, that were done against those of us of black Americans and those of us of, of African descent. They don't want their ancestors, their their current Grammys to be seen in those photos. That is the problem. 
that is the reason why they don't want critical race theory because they don't want their truth to be known to their children. Let's face it, okay? So yes, I went on a rant today and I do apologize, but that was what was sitting on my spirit because anytime you want to censor caring about a human being because all in the name of religion, then that's not right because no God I know, whether it is my African ancestral God or whether it is the the um, Catholicism God, whether it is Allah, the Muslim God, whomever, no God I know of would want or condone you treating someone like that. We don't deserve that. No one deserves that kind of treatment. And the fact that we're saying it in the name of religion, that it's okay, really doesn't sit well with me. So I'm really curious, how do you guys feel about this? What What is your take on these whole changes of, of laws for civil rights and civil liberties that we have in place? Because it just doesn't impact those of us of the globalized majority. It impacts everybody, whether you're male, female, it's it's taking a dive um, at our sexuality, who we are. I mean, who's the, to determine what the natural progression of who we are to grow into is supposed to be? I mean, anthropo- anthropologically speaking, look at how we've all progressed in, in this nation. And then just to say that, oh, no, we like it the way it was because we had full control and we had you over in this area and we were over here and then you can't come here. I lived that life. I grew up in that life. You know, was the the, the biggest case that sits with me for my age range is Yusef Hawkins in Brooklyn. The, the boy just wanted to go buy pizza and the best place to buy pizza was in the Italian neighborhood and they beat him to death because he didn't belong in that neighborhood. I'm not understanding how this works. I really am not. And I went into healthcare to help people. And not pick and choose who I'm helping helping because of religion. We are taught that we are supposed to keep our biases at the door when it comes to taking care of human life. You know, that that's just plain and simple. So, yes, in a nutshell, I'm just curious, people. What do you think? Please chime in. Send me a message because this has really got me hot under the collar and I'm just over humans at this point you know because I I don't like people being mistreated you treat me kindly and fairly I'm gonna treat you kindly and fairly and I expect no one to treat me any different based on my color and unfortunately that is not what I have been encountering all right so please let me know I'm, I'm really curious reach out to me at Collins Education uh, listen to me I got the wrong email reach out to me dc at the soulful eclectic.com or um, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and the website, www.thesoulfuleclectic.com. See, this thing got me got all jacked up. I, I can't even think straight. All right. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing what you all have to say. Please share your thoughts with me. And please continue to take care of yourself and each other. Namaste.